Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm Aaron. And today is a little, uh, a little weird for the both of us because we have to switch our schedule around a little bit. So we're doing this during the day, and we normally do this at night. So it feels very weird. Not as spooky. <laughs> yeah, not as spooky. Um, and today's movie, I wouldn't really call it a spooky movie. It's a bit weird. Strange, definitely. <laughs> um, it definitely handles some topics that um are, I would say, are important. But a lot of the words <laughs> that they use in this movie, if Wouldn't you were to say nowadays. them today, you would be crucified. Um, yep. So we're gonna try. We're gonna tread very lightly on this, and try not to uh, get into politics say, too say much. Any of the bad <laughs> stuff. But if we do, I just want everybody to know that we are just talking about the movie. We're not talking about individuals. Okay. So uh, the movie that we're talking about today is Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, or also AKA, known as go ahead, Aaron. Night Warning. Night Warning. Um, it's a very it's definitely a movie that starts off kind of like, oh, okay, this isn't too bad. But then you get into like the first three minutes, and then it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, just like what? it jumps <laughs> right in. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's. I guess before we get into this, I didn't write down a lot of um facts for this movie, just because I feel like we didn't really need to. Um, I tried to get some. Rotten Tomato scores, but apparently there's no critic score on this one, so that's at zero. But the uh, audience score is at 56. So I guess that's not too bad for a weird movie, huh? Yeah, I, that I mean, considering you know the time you know that it was made and like the subject matter. Yeah, I mean, you know, and how people are, mm-hmm. I'd say that's you know yes. pretty good. I'm very surprised that. that it's as high as it is because of the topics and the words being used mm-hmm. in this movie are. But um, hey, I'm glad that people enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I've watched this movie. I want to say I don't think it was four times. I think this was my third time watching this. I yeah. watched it before, and then I watched it earlier this week, and I just rewatched it right before we started this, <laughs> uh, just to you know keep everything nice and fresh in my my mind. But it's definitely a movie that if you guys haven't seen, this is from 1981. It's very good. Um, I'm going to let Aaron go into go into detail with the actors for this one since I've been doing that for the past couple of movies. So I figured if we start switching off a little bit, it will, um, we all can be a little bit more engaged. So if Aaron, if you yeah. want to read off some of the characters, you can. Yeah. So <clears throat> we're going to start off. You meet Billy, who's our main protagonist uh and he's portrayed by jimmy again um it looks like an easy name but could i could be butchering it jimmy mcnichol i think it is we're awful names but i think that's about right (laughs) um so he plays billy lynch like i said who's our main character uh and then you got cheryl roberts who is on cheryl who's portrayed by susan tyrell she still she was fucking movie dude Oh, I know. Her she was acting, perfect for this role. It is so good. It is so good. It's so crazy. Like, you guys will know once we start getting into this, but it is yeah. so good. 
Oh my god. <laughs> and then that, that one scene in the movie where she really kind of like breaks down and starts like yeah like the, towards the end of the movie like the last yeah. like, 20 minutes or so mm-hmm. oh yes 100 um, percent. yeah she was perfect for the role though she did such a good job uh but yeah and then uh this guy we got detective joe carlson uh who's based i guess you can call him uh antagonist um yeah, yeah. most definitely um who is portrayed by those Vinson. Who I'm not too familiar with, but like he looked familiar to me, but yeah, um, I think when I was even like looking him up, I didn't recognize anything that he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, Good actor though; no, he's also really yeah, good. yeah. Those are like the main characters, but the rest of them are kind of like they have they play a role, but they're more minor. But we got Margie, yeah. who's played by Marcia Lewis, uh, and then oh, Julie Linden, who is. Billy's uh, girlfriend, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, is played by Julia Duffy. Well, names <laughs> are actually very similar. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, let's just take out the A and put an E. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we got Sergeant Cook, who is played by Britt Leach. Um, like I said, that's like the main characters. Yeah, he plays cool. a role in it, but he's not not quite as yeah. much as the first few. Yeah, there's but, really um, only about like four or five like main main characters. In yeah, this movie. there are a bunch of other like um, minor ones like we're talking about, but yeah, those I think are the ones that um, would be the ones we should probably just talk about. So yeah, yep, those are uh, the people and the the actors. But yeah, um, and then I mean, if we'll mention throughout anyways too, if yeah. we come across you know as we meet char- new characters, but. Yes, exactly. That's about who you need to know for the most to kind of get through, not get through the movie, but yeah. you know to under kind of understand. Yeah, this but, movie is uh, an hour and thirty-two minutes, so it's a pretty short film. It goes yeah. by pretty quick. It has a lot of stuff going on with it. So I say a lot happens notes. though. What's that? I said I was gonna say yeah, a lot happens though. So you, like yeah. you know, it's not like you just fly through it and it's like an uneventful movie. Like they cram a lot into the short amount of time. Exactly. <laughs> It's a, it's very good. <laughs> I, I do like the flow of this movie. There's never really a dull moment. It's not really mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, there's nothing going on right now. Every scene has something going on in it. Yeah. Um, and I will start us off today with um, how this movie starts. So shocking, so terrifying, so powerful. Night Warning has been named Best Horror Film of the Year by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. Billy and Julie, young, innocent, in love. It was all a mistake. They didn't go looking for trouble. They were just too curious. Without knowing, they've uncovered a deadly secret. By accident, they've stumbled onto a grisly murder. Now, they know too much to live. A 
chilling tale of a young boy and girl, innocent victims, now targets of a frenzied obsession with murder. See the award-winning Night Warning. Alrighty. So you just think going into this movie, it's going to be fine. Everything's no, okay. it's not fine. <laughs> it never is. So um, we um, we get a shot of a family who's uh, a mom. I yeah, it's a mom and a dad. It looks like they're packing up the car. Um, there's a lady holding a baby, who is we get to know is Aunt Cheryl, and she's holding Billy, and the mom and dad that are going into the car are Billy's mom and dad. Um, so they're going away. I think she said they're going overseas to go see the grandparents, which is weird. Yeah. Where would they have been? Do they live in like Europe and like they're in America? I don't think we really know where they are located. I don't think we ever get a location. Do we? Yeah. Um, I want to say. For some I reason, I read so. something about. I don't think they like for the setting, but um. Oh no, that's what it was. I was gonna say I read something about Oregon, but that, I think that's where it was released first. Yeah. Um, that, so that makes sense. But yeah, I don't think they really um give you like a set yeah. like answer I mean, on where it takes place. I'm just gonna say it's it's in America. Yeah. It's, it's the eighties, it's nineteen eighty one. Um if it was in Europe, you, you would know, but just the the oh, way yeah. everything looks, it's definitely um It's gotta American. be the US, yeah. Yeah. So they're uh packing up the car. And uh, Billy starts crying his eyes out because they're leaving, and Cheryl is just holding him. Then we've um, cut away to uh, the mom and dad driving on uh, like a mountainside. I think they're driving their way to the airport or wherever they were going. I think yeah. they're going to an airport. So they're driving. Things are completely fine. They're looking at pictures of Billy and you know, just having a good time. They're smiling and everything. And then. They come behind a car, and the dad tries to brake, oh, and he can't because the brakes aren't working. So then they st- <laughs> Whoops. I'm sorry. Like, is this is supposed to be like really like intense and everything? But just the way, just the way they're acting in the car oh, now is <laughs> so funny. Oh my god, that it's shit really, is scary like, though. It's wicked scary because they're on the mountainside. Like... Yeah. So they're like swerving because they can't slow down and they're going down slopes. So they're just increasing in speed. And he's yep. <laughs> trying to like avoid all And then you get the cars stuff. coming both directions. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it's then crazy they, um, shit. Get behind another, like a big um, a logging truck because I couldn't think they could have went, went around it because there was another car. So they just go slam right into it. The father, you see that the log hit his head uh. and it like snaps back it's definitely broken but his head didn't like fall off or anything like that. yeah and it just goes like straight through the car and then like the mom's trying to get out of the car and like trying to get around it and also trying to like steer the car um i don't know why she didn't try going out her side of the car i don't know why she needed to go over to mm. the driver's side um but i think the the log eventually gets off of the car and then they break free because they were just kind of like Holding on and getting momentum. And just being from, pulled by it. Yeah, getting momentum by the logging truck. So then that topples over and, and they fall. And I don't think... Does the car explode? 
It does. It does? Okay. So, yeah, it goes reason, off whenever, the cliff. Uh, a car goes off the edge of any cliff, no matter how high, it has to explode. It just it has always. to. <laughs> every movie. It's the rules. Yeah, it's, it's the rules. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that happens. And then uh, we cut to 14 years later uh, with Billy and his Aunt Cheryl still living in the same house. Uh, and I think Cheryl's getting uh, Billy breakfast and then goes up to uh, his room to wake him up, finds his wallet, goes through his wallet. Why? Yeah, that's a red flag right there yeah, already. <laughs> automatically, just like, okay, this lady's obviously got some She's sort got of issues. Screw loose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, super. And um, so she sees the picture of billy and we would presume is his girlfriend we don't know her name yet but her name is um julie and then finds a condom in like the other side of the wallet and then she like just puts it down and then gently wakes up billy and then uh, they go down for no they go down for breakfast i think she wakes up and she goes he's like five more minutes yeah um oh did you mention that yeah this is 14 years later after the accident by the way billy was like three years old um so he's in dead. he's in high school yeah he's in high school yeah he's like 17 i believe yeah yeah something like so that. so probably junior year so hello lawrence tan 105 1501 <laughs> yeah hey what's going on lawrence thank you for stopping in man <laughs> uh so they go down and i guess it's supposed to be almost billy's birthday and he asks his aunt like hey can my girlfriend we now know her name Julie, can she come over for dinner? And then Cheryl starts making like excuses about like, no, it's just mm. it's just gonna be me and you. I'm gonna be your date. It's just like Yeah. So like that's another red yeah. flag. It's like what? Right off the bat right there, this lady's <laughs> something's what is, off. What is going on? Like you're going through my wallet, which he doesn't know about, and then you're gonna go and say that I'm your date for your birthday dinner that's at the house. <laughs> well, it's not like they're going anywhere fancy. She's just going to cook it there, you know? Yeah. So if it was personally, if that was me and my aunt said it to me, I'm like, I'm leaving and I'm living with somebody else. Yeah, I'm right. not your date. <laughs> I'm not your date. And then um, we then cut to his basketball practice. Cause I think this is the only part of the school that we see. Yeah. Is, um, the basketball court and a little bit of like a hallway, and we focus and then a like lot... a locker room. That's yeah. really it, though. We focus a lot on his on basketball, so um, they're having a practice. But even from like right here, because this this movie I'm going to say right now is very um, it's very homosexual, and a lot of like the other reviews and stuff that I've seen, they've also were describing it that way, and it definitely yeah. is because you can feel some sort of that tension in this um this practice because everybody's shirtless and like they're really close up on all the boys mm-hmm. and like then the coach like slaps one of the asses like you know like <laughs> hey good job you know oh Which, nowadays you know, I, don't think be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that happens that's a lawsuit waiting to happen i think yeah so right. we get a little bit of that but then we also kind of get it with his friend eddie I guess you can call him his friend. I don't even know. Uh, teammate, really... friend, enemy, bully. Yeah, I don't know. He's just like 
he's a bully, but he's also really stupid. Yeah. So um, he's not very important, though. No, he's only in like a, a couple of scenes, and it's just to antagonize Billy a little bit. So then, like he's uh, the coach asks to see Billy after practice because he wants to talk to him about something, and then Eddie's just like, "Oh, you're getting real close to the the coach over there, and you guys are like buddy buddy and all this other stuff." So like, you can definitely just like from that, you can you can feel like the little bit of uh, sexual tension. But it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, movies are allowed to have anything that they want. So I don't yeah. want anybody to think that with me saying that I'm saying this is bad. I think they do a really good job with it. Um, I don't think they're trying to do that intentional. I just think it's there just because of the way it's shot. Yeah. Um, well, what I do think, you think about that whole scene, Aaron? I think it kind of... um like foreshadows what we find out about the coach a little bit um i think it kind of hints at that and that does play a role big role in the movie um once you meet you know the uh the detective and but um and it definitely like takes a lot of um that like uh i'm trying to think of the word like not fear but like or like you know um, like the vibe that the eighties gave off towards like homosexuality and like but um yes. so yes, but yes. I think it, it kinda hints towards, you know. Yeah, um, I, I agree on that because a lot of yeah. movies, especially horror movies back um in the eighties were very homosexual mm-hmm. and very fearful of that as well, but also portraying it at the same time like Diamond Elm Street Two. Like, there's a whole documentary on that one. I think you guys need to go watch. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll probably talk about that movie at some point and then really start diving into that. But, yeah, definitely. I, I agree on that one, 100%. And um, I guess I'll let you take it away from uh, right here. I think it's a good spot to uh, switch off. All right. So, yeah, uh, this is after basketball practice. Eddie, like you said, he's bullying um for being – um. Excuse, I mean, like I said, it's not really, it's frowned upon nowadays, but he calls him a queer. Um, yeah. Because uh, he thinks he's, because he's so buddy-buddy with the coach, he's close with his coach, you know, I mean, a lot of kids do get, like, close to their, you know, they're like a, it's like a peer thing, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. you develop a relationship with your coach if you're playing basketball for years or any sport, you know, yeah, you, you, you just like with a teacher. You see them every day, and like, yeah. you talk to him about things you see them probably more than you see like your your parents and stuff so yeah but again it's the 80s so this kid jumps to conclusions he's like oh you're banging the gym teacher or you're banging (laughs) the coach um but so then this is when we get a little glimpse of the hallway i believe um and uh he's going he's leaving um after talking to his coach for an hour um and he is gets scared by his girlfriend Julie, who is the actually the photographer for the school. Big uh, ass camera. Oh yeah, yeah, the big ass cameras. Um, but he comes around the corner and she's right there. She snaps a picture of him as a big flash. He's like, ah, don't do that to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, she goes, oh, it's six o'clock. Why are you still here? You've been you were in there for an hour talking to the coach. And she's like, what's going on with that? Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> it's more of the so, homosexuality stuff. It's like yeah, literally right. throughout this whole movie. Oh, I know, but uh, 
So uh, we go to find out that the coach told Billy that there's going to be a scout from the University of Denver, which is where his girlfriend, Julie, is going to school. So he tells him that there's a scout going to be at the big game and, uh, you know, make sure he's on his A game and that, you know, he can get a full scholarship through with, you know, through basketball at the University of Denver and he can, you know, go to school with his girlfriend. But, uh, so he tells her about that. She goes, oh, that's exciting. And then we cut to Billy getting home. Aunt Cheryl, um, he tells her about the opportunity. He's like, oh, the coach, uh, I stayed after practice, talked to the coach. He told me there's going to be a scout. I'm, I, I can get a full scholarship at the University of Denver. I can go with Julie. And she just instantly just right off the bat, nope, you're yeah, not going. Shut down. Excuses uh, up the ass. Yeah, and just starts listing off excuses, and um, you're gonna stay here forever. You know, we're gonna take care of each other. And, I got a job lined up for you. Yeah, I got a job lined up for you, and it's like, damn. Uh, he, he's not happy about that. Um, and so he they get into like this uh, heated argument about it. She's cooking dinner while while they're talking. Mm-hmm. Um. So she's not paying attention. She grabs a hot pan out of the oven, burns the shit out of her hand, yells at him, saying he owes her for the last 14 years um, for, you know, I dropped everything for you. So that's like emotional blackmail right there. Yeah. That's another sign right there that something's wrong. Um, you know, uh, like you don't hold that against a child, you know, when you <laughs> when you no. take care of them. No, that's that's you volunteered that's for that. Yeah. Completely but, awful. So she wants him to stay at home forever. And he doesn't, obviously. I mean, what kid wants to be at home with their parents or Especially their guardian? like that, dude. I would be like, I'm out now. Bye. Yeah, right. Bye. But. You don't want to support me and, you know. Yeah. Say good job. I'm, I'm proud of you. No. Screw that. But, yeah, right. Um. So then we cut to. The next morning, or yeah, the next morning, Billy, it's Billy's birthday. Uh, apparently, Cheryl's over the whole fight last night. She thought about it. Yeah, she um, goes down to like the pickling cellar or something, right? And she like talks to herself. Yeah, she like talks to herself. She has like a shrine, I believe, right? Oh, no, that's later in the movie. Yeah, that's later. Um, but yeah, she just kind of has conversations with herself. Um, so this, she's already... There's something off about her. Super unsettling. <laughs> um, yeah, so once again, Aunt Cheryl was waking up Billy in the morning for school. It's his birthday. He's like, wake up, Billy. Wake up. And he's, <laughs> he's just like, what? And she's like, happy birthday. And she gives him a card. He's like, thanks. He's like, are you not mad about last night? And she's like, well, I thought about it. And you know what? Um, congratulations on the scholarship or on the potentially, you yeah. know, a good luck on the scholarship. So, um, and she's like, he's like, all right, I got to get ready for school. She goes, Hey, on your way to school. He's cause he's got to pick up his girlfriend actually, or something like that. I believe. Yeah. She asked, asked him to stop at Brody's TV repair shop. And he's like, why not? Why don't you do it? She's like, I gotta go shopping for a certain somebody to get him a present. And he's like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> so he doesn't question it. But, um, yeah, so he's, he goes and picks up Julie, uh, 
stops by the TV repair shop. I don't think it really shows it too much, or if at all. If I, no, but... we don't see the shop at all. I think it gets cut straight um, to school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there, he's at school. Um, and then um, I don't think anything too, too important happens until the next scene. It's just... No. The thing is, with, with these school scenes, like I didn't even write down any notes with anything that really happened yeah. during like, the, the lunches and stuff. Um, just because it's not really much going on, yeah. they just kind of talk about like That's him and his aunt and the opportunity and all this other stuff. But um, oh, thank you it. so much, Matt. Yeah, Matt, thanks for the, that resub, dude. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I kind of just skipped but, over that. Do you want to yeah. uh, get into <laughs> the next part, or do you want yeah. me to uh, take over it? It's up to you. Yeah, I'll I can let do you, uh, if you want. I'll let yeah. you break in the uh, <laughs> what really breaks this movie open. Um. Yeah. So this is when their shit really starts to go down. Uh, it's dinner time or night time, and we got Cheryl cooking. Prepping, she's prepping a birthday party all for uh, Billy. Um. She got the TV repair guy there working. Uh. He apparently he's probably just. Like as you get into the scene, he's just finishing up. She's like, "Oh, you're leaving already?" And he's like, "Well, I did my job." He's like, "What else? Why else do I need to be here?" Yeah, exactly. She starts. <laughs> um, so she starts throwing herself at this guy, um, taking her shirt off, titties hanging out. Yeah, she put on makeup and um, put on a bow and all that. You know, she got all nice and dolled up, but uh, with intentions of sleeping with this guy. Yeah. Um, because a little backstory, um, she doesn't have a husband, no boyfriend, nothing, no really dating history aside from what we'll get into later. Yep. Um, you'll meet someone. But uh, yeah, so this guy isn't having it. Um, and she keeps trying. She's persistent. Um, so he's like, nah, I'm good. And he's like, you're a psycho bitch. And he slaps her. <laughs> and she just, <laughs> she does not like that. No. So he... He starts walking out, um, and she grabs a knife off the wall, comes up behind him, and stabs him in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "You crazy bitch!" Um, and then she, I think, she continues to. Yeah. Uh, she ends up stabbing him in like the chest or the neck again. Just continues going at it. Um, and meanwhile, you got Billy who's coming home from school late again. Uh, looks through the window. And sees them kind of struggling. He doesn't really see any details yet, uh, no. through the window, but you know he sees he sees something going on. He goes into the house. Actually, nope. Actually, this is right. And then the neighbors come in. Margie yeah, right and her husband he goes to help her. Yep. Yeah. Because so this is want... supposed to be also for his birthday dinner. So she was getting yep. things ready for his birthday dinner, and I. This is how soon this happens this happens at 17 minutes and 30 seconds into the movie (laughs) is when this shit starts happening and it's crazy Um, yeah absolutely crazy so then you got billy he's trying to uh oh yeah i have like five pages of notes for this movie five pages of notes holy shit well like it's mostly just like the plot summary but like yeah i have um, and i have some notes in there pages (laughs) wow um again i use me i use i'm the one who has like five pages but um yeah 
So we got we meet Margie, and I forget her husband's name. He's not really shown too much in the movie. I want to say it's like Frank or something. Yeah, but... I think Frank is right. It's a super generic dude. Yeah. Name. Everybody else is. Um, I mean, like Billy is pretty generic, and yeah, Cheryl I mean, sort of. But um, yeah. Margie is definitely um. I guess That's in that such... time is kind of generic. Oh yeah, that was very common. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, he's in there. He doesn't know what's going on. He pulls the knife out of the guy's chest. He's trying to comfort Margie. She starts crying. Oh, he tried to rape me. He tried to rape me, and he threw himself on me. And... Yeah, a lot of the R word in this in this movie. Yeah, um, and a lot of the F word too, which um we'll try not to say. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, word that wouldn't be accepted nowadays. No, but yeah, and then Margie and her husband walk in. And they see a dead body in the kitchen floor, and they just see Billy holding a bloody knife, covered in blood. You got Cheryl covered in blood, crying. Yeah. Um, I think her tits just... are hanging out too, so it's just yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, but... I don't think um, your nephew needs to see that. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, they're just they're trying to you know wrap their heads around it, um, and that's when the detective. Who's on the case? Detective joins. Dickhead. Detective Dickhead. I like that. I'm going to start calling him that for the rest of the episode. <laughs> legit is, man. He's like... If... Yeah. <sighs> so if you want to introduce us to Detective Carlson... I will. So um, we get them... But it's Detective Carlson and... Um, is it One of the Sergeant deputies. Cook? Sergeant Cook, I believe, yeah. I think, I think that's what he is. I just wrote him down as Cook in this because it didn't really say what he was. I think it said Sergeant yep. like once. So yeah, they have um, some uh, medics there, I think some more police officers, and then um, Detective Carlson goes uh, to the table where everybody's sitting down. Apparently he's already asked them like the questions like multiple times and they don't want to like answer it anymore because they've repeated themselves like 20,000 times and he just, yep. I guess he doesn't just want to learn and accept that like what happened happened. So uh, he was he's talking to Billy and Billy described what happened. He's like, oh, that's good. He said that word for word, just like the last couple of times I said it. Did your aunt tell you? Um, have you memorized that? And he's just like, "No. What are you? What are you talking about, dude? Like he's like, so this was you guys are pleading attempted rape, and they're like, yes. He's like, oh, okay, that's real good. So um, then he he walks away, and Billy, I think. Um, Wants to go outside to get some fresh air because it's just getting a little too much. And like, yeah. I would do the same thing. Like, I'm just going to go outside for a couple minutes and you know, let me uh, just air out. Mm -hmm. um, and then as he's doing that, Margie asks uh, uh, her husband to go out there with him. He's like, well, I don't think I should. Like, <laughs> I probably wouldn't either. If I was in that situation, I would be like, no, just yeah. leave me alone. I just want to, you know, deal with this. But as he's walking away, Detective Carlson comes back. And then pulls Billy aside and asks him even more questions. And then um, has uh, Billy turn around. Uh, just asks him just, like, pretty much all the same exact questions like what happened and all this other stuff. Because uh, I guess he doesn't want him to look at Cheryl because he thinks that mm -hmm. like he's waiting for like a signal. Like, okay, yep, you're saying the right thing. Yep. Or, no, you're saying the wrong thing. But he turns around anyway. 
and he starts yelling and tells everybody to shut up and then they're like why does it have to be so loud <laughs> so yeah, yeah this guy is he's such an asshole he's such oh an God, asshole I know. so um i'm going to hate him even more further in the movie <laughs> yeah and then cheryl gets up and he's like well i'm going to tell him exactly what happened i'm going to tell him that i killed him and that he tried to rape me so they she runs over well, she, like, starts rocking really quick, and then she gets, like, around the corner, and then she gets herself all, like, puppy-eyed and everything, and, like, covers herself up, and then yep. walks over to... This is... This is... <laughs> for me, if I was a detective right then and there, I would have been like, there is definitely something wrong, even though he already kind of knows there's something wrong. Yeah. But then I would... Right here, I would definitely, like, be like, okay, what what's going on? Yeah. So, uh, they walk over. Billy puts his arm around um, Cheryl, which that's that's fine. Like it's it's your aunt. He's comforting her. Like, you that's know, just, that's just comfort. Yeah. And then he says like, "Oh, uh, you do make a lovely couple." And they're just like, "What?" So um, then uh, Cheryl gets down on her knees and like grabs Billy's hand and starts like caressing it. Yeah, I saw that. It's so he's cringy. Just staring at them, was like. Okay. Like, what the fuck? And then he's just like, I just don't believe anything you guys are pretty much um, saying. And then that's pretty much the end of that. Then I think we cut back to school again. Like I said, I didn't really write down anything for yeah. school. Let me know if I'm missing anything, Aaron, because I think there's a couple of things I just didn't write Yeah, down. I think it was just like another like fill-in, filler scene of like them at school. Um, yeah. But oh, there's a one quote, though. <laughs> one funny thing oh, from that scene. Quote? Um, sort of, yeah. Um, like when they were looking at the cops, they were looking at the dead body, and he was like, "Oh, poor guy didn't even get his dick out or something like yeah, that." His, his pecker out, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, so we get like, um, I guess another scene at school, and then we see Billy coming home off of his. He has like a moped or like um, almost yeah. like a, a a dirt bike type thing that mm-hmm. he like drives to school. And he, uh, he's going up. He looks through one of the windows and sees Cheryl burning papers. Yep, and he's pictures like, and like notes and stuff like that. Like, what is going on? So he like sneaks in, and um, like scares the hell out of her. And she's like, "Well, I thought you were at practice." It's like it was a short practice. I'm I'm home now. What what are you doing? And she's like, "Oh, I'm just cleaning up the attic and getting rid of some stuff that we don't need because I'm going to turn that into um your like an room. apartment for you." <laughs> because she still doesn't want him to uh, leave for college. So she's like, I'm just going to turn it into a room for you. And he's just like, okay. So then he starts going upstairs and he's like, hmm, I wonder what's in the attic. I would do the exact same thing if someone tells me not to yeah, go up right? the attic. Because she tells him not to go up there. Yeah, she's like, it's not until it's ready. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you stay stay, um, stay away from the attic. So he goes up there. Curiosity's going to get the best of me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, he goes up there. It's like super dusty and gross because no one's been up there for literally years. Mm-hmm. Finds like mice, which is like, I guess that's something you would find up there since nobody uh, has been up there and it's all cobwebbed and everything. Then he finds a box of papers. Grabs the box of papers. He's about to head back down. He's like, oh, okay. Da, 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 da. Rat runs by his feet and then he somehow does like a 360 <laughs> and then tumbles down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh. It, was, it was really funny. Oh, well, you see, like, his, of me. <laughs> you see his feet and then he just like 
falls downstairs and then she runs upstairs and is like, what were you doing up there? Uh, are you okay? And all this other stuff. He's like, yeah, it's, it's fine. And then he finds like a picture of um, Chuck. And he's like, who's this? And then she's like, oh, this was just some idiot that your mother dated. And he's like, oh, okay. And then just doesn't think much of it after, and at that point at least. Yeah, and that's but. pretty much it for that. They kind of... Um, I don't think anything else really happens. I know that we cut next Not to really. um, Carlson now showing up at the school yep. and visits the coach. The coach. And he starts talking to him, and then he um, says um, something about his ring and all that stuff. He's like, what would you do if I told you I had the mate to that? And then he shows him the ring, then reads inside it, like the initials that mm-hmm. was um, for Brody and then for um, Landers. And then starts saying, like, oh, you need to, like, resign and all this other stuff. And, like, I know that you guys were, you know, pretty close. And he's like, what do you think Billy has to do with any of this? And he's just like, well, Billy doesn't have anything to do with this. He's like, well, you need to resign before things start getting... um we end up lynched or something, he says. Yeah, something like even worse than uh, what it is right now. So uh, that pretty much happens. Then it's we... like a threat right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he walks away. And I think he's also trying to get his attention. Like he's trying to get Carlson's attention again, but he doesn't. He just a... walks away. He yeah. does not give a shit. Like he <sighs> such a fucking dick. He he has some sort of hatred against gay people. Like he's so hateful and like so homophobic super like even though billy's not really showing any sort of signs with that this guy's just a coach there's so many other boys there i want you to say they're all gay you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah who gives a shit man he's a coach and he's been with these boys for how long and nothing has ever happened there's no that we know of there was any incidents because they don't really talk about it throughout the movie it's just like yeah. leave the guy alone. Like fuck. he does accuse him though of like molesting a couple of boys. Yeah, but he he's point. just saying that just to ruffle his feathers oh, and stuff. Yeah. You know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens. Then we cut back to Aunt Cheryl, who is down in the. I call it the pickling cellar because that's I guess where she put all her pickled uh, vegetables. Tomatoes there, and, was and all that. Absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> So she starts tearing down this wall, and we're just like, what is she doing? Yeah. Um, so she opens up this big wall, and then we find a shrine of pictures of Chuck. Chuck. And <laughs> she's talking <laughs> to him, and this is like, he's never going to leave me. I know you left me, and I took care of that a while ago, but he's not going to leave me. I'm going to make sure that, that he's going to be here forever, and yep. all this other stuff. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? He's a whack job. <laughs> like, su- super wacky. And then um, from there, Aaron, I will let you take it. As right. I think it starts even getting even more uh, crazy from here on out. Yeah. So, uh, she's talking to the shrine of Chuck. And then she's interrupted by knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it's fucking Carlson. This motherfucker. Um, <laughs> so... He knocks on the door, then nobody answers because she's downstairs talking to the ghost of Chucker or whatever. Yeah, her, um, herself. <laughs> her, yeah, Essentially. herself. Yeah. Um, later. Yeah, but then so she doesn't hear the knocks at first. 
he lets himself in, which that shit wouldn't fly nowadays either. Everybody's got yeah, guns and shit now. First of all. Yeah. Especially um, if you're caught. Yeah. So he walks right into the house, just looking around. She comes in behind him, I believe. The crow no, yeah, she comes upstairs with the crowbar that she used to yeah. shit on the wall. Um, Whoa. Like, Relax. all right. Uh, she starts screaming at him, why the fuck are you in my house? Get out, get out. She's swinging the crowbar, hitting its counter with it. He's backing off. He's like, okay, okay. I just want to ask you a few questions. Um, Sorry, I just want to so, ask you a few questions. Yeah, so she kicks him out. And then I believe that's all that really happened. comes of that. And then we cut to Billy at school. He's with Julie. Yep. They're getting lunch. Um, again, this is still his birthday. One thing I do have to say, though, I like their lunch area. It's all outside. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't have that. I I wish we were able to eat outside when we were in school. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love that. I mean, I don't. do we see where they even get the food? Is there? there must it looks be. like a concession stand or something. Yeah, something like that. But, like, that's awesome. I would love to have that option. Yeah, right? I think kids need that. Get Get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway, I will let you continue. I just thought that was really cool that they have. Uh, yeah, no, same. Food. I never got that. <laughs> I never had that in my school, but yeah. So they're buying lunch. She goes to pay for his food, and she's like, "Nah, it's your birthday. I got you, dude." <laughs> um, so I think you're awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they start walking off. They go eat their lunch, and then Billy continues to get bullied by um was it eddie eddie yep yeah eddie um one of his teammates the one who was giving him shit for being gay um yeah, real close earlier. to your coach yeah right um so he starts giving him shit billy doesn't like that nope. um so he pours milk on his head <laughs> and uh julie's like oh no what's he getting <laughs> himself into <laughs> um and then he punches them in the face, and then they just start climbing on each other, fighting, and um, becomes this whole thing. They get broken up, and people are cheering them on. But... Yeah, it's just like usual, like high school uh, fights and stuff. Yeah, more Which... like '80s fight stuff because, like, when I saw like fights in my high school, they were never really, no one really Nothing... surrounded people. They just kind of like no kept their distance and then the teacher just, just watched just yeah go over and break it up so uh, i know those now they were like way more <laughs> interactive with the fights yeah right yeah. didn't have that like the pit with the uh you know everybody like like a big rumble type yeah. thing you know you <laughs> know that get in there yeah but yeah so carson shows up again at the school he tracks down billy I believe, right? Oh, he's talking to Billy, and he calls um, let me see. about the coach. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, he does. Yeah, he shows up to Billy, um, basically just talking, talk, shit-talking the coach, calling him gay, saying he molested kids. Yeah, and, saying a lot of the F word. Yeah, um, I'm not going to say it, just... No. Um, but we're yeah, gonna, we're gonna stay clear from that. We'll just say F word. We'll be safe on that. And yeah. You guys know what we're talking about. But it, then he basically insinuates that Billy is also a homosexual. Um, 
and that he's got in like he's got like something going on with the coach and um his husband who is now dead which was the tv repair guy yeah but he just, he just won't let it go he, yeah won't. he's determined <laughs> but so then after that conversation we cut to billy and cheryl having an intense dinner um yeah she's just chomping away on a fucking steak <laughs> like i know like, at, very aggressively at that put that shit in a blender and drink it yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> um and she starts lecturing him on homosexuality and how it's bad and you know basically how everyone thought back in the day um yeah, she says, you know it's not right homosexuals are very very sick yeah how fucked up is that man like even like for today if yeah. you were to say that you would be fucking crucified i know um different so, times yeah completely crazy but like i was we were saying before this movie is very progressive yeah, it's in the way that portrays the, you know, the gay cat or gay characters and, yeah, um, you know, like, it doesn't like, you know, demonize them, I guess you can say, quite yeah. as much as they, you know. They're not, like, they're slandering them, yes, but also not but so much. It kind of bring light, brings light to it. Yeah, especially what happens at the end of the movie, just like, okay, they did, they did a very mm -hmm. good job with how they handled this and... And everything, because I think they did a great job. We'll get into it later, but I think they did very well with this movie, especially with it being in 1981. Yeah, like right at the beginning of all this, it's um, they did a very good job. I agree, but yeah, so she lectures him on how they're sick and how it's wrong, and basically asking him the same thing like, "Do you have any of these types of feelings, or are you?" Yeah. Just edging um, him a little bit, just wanting him to say yes. He's like, no, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Um, Carlson, he's convinced he can prove that Billy killed Brody, but we'll we'll see how that plays out for him. Yeah, uh, he won't leave it alone though. <laughs> no. Um. So, and then I believe he's having a conversation with the coach again in the police office, like the police. Yeah, in his office. you can definitely tell that he is hated around the whole station. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's even, like, lecturing, is like, rapes up, like, 18%, and then he says, I think, um, child, uh, was it abuse, or... Uh, like, molestation or is something. Is that what it was? Like, it's, like, it's I think up, so. like, 3% or something, something like, like what, that. What the hell's going on? They're all just, like, what are you talking about, dude? I haven't heard of this. <laughs> It's yeah, just like he's so fixated on on, on those two topics. On this one case, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck? Just relax, dude. Right. Um. But yeah. So, uh, the coach is talking to Carlson in his office. That's again when he accuses them of molesting boys, teenage boys, and <laughs> this guy, man. <laughs> Why? Just let it go. Um. But they talk about how he's been, how he's married to Brody, and um, basically just like, and then he's just like, "Fuck you, dude," and just leaves. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, and then well, I think he also tells um, um, Carlson that Brody was actually married to somebody before too, which I oh yeah was would be a lady, and Carlson's just like, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah, I doubt that's it. what. That's right. I doubt it. I don't care. 
there's no change in this guy's mind. <laughs> no, he's he's completely like set on on his thoughts right now. Very stubborn. <laughs> yeah, but... and, um, I'll, I can take it away from right here if you want, Aaron. Yeah, and then um, Carlson now visits Julie's home and starts asking her questions about her and Billy and if they're making it, and she's just like. That's none of your fucking business, dude. It's like, first of all, these people are, we said 17, right? Yeah. And they're in high school still. <laughs> he's asking if they're having sex. And he's like, I presume probably in like his 40s? Late, late yeah. 30s, maybe early 40s? He's middle-aged, yeah. It's very weird for you to be asking a 17, maybe 18-year-old that unless like... He had some like real saw like something super important to ask, not just to keep saying that Billy's gay. Yeah, you know, and the way he like asked about it too is just so weird. He's like, "Are you making?" It's like, "What what the fuck? Fuck, leave me alone!" Just walks away and goes back to her house. (laughs) So good on her. God damn, (laughs) dude. Ah, like even the first time when I watched this movie, I wanted to punch this guy in the face immediately. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so bad, and like it, it doesn't go away after the first, like after like the second or third time you watch it, you still hate this guy. Like the hatred is, it's there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I think uh, Julie and Billy are at school or something, and they ask like, uh, Billy asks if she can come over later, and then she's like, "Well, isn't your aunt gonna be home?" and and Says, nah, she's no, gonna be out later. <laughs> she's gonna be out, and um, we'll we'll be okay. And she's like, okay. And then we get sort of like the beginning of like a sex scene, which also is kind of weird, since these kids are supposedly seventeen. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll just say they're eighteen, but like I think they're portrayed I mean, as seventeen-year-olds. Yeah, no, I mean the actors—they have to be at least eighteen. So yeah, they're. De- I, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, right. I, w- I would hope. I but again, different times. It's the eighties, so yeah, you we, never we know. Fact check that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they—I um, think they just kind of just start, and then they just lay next to each other, and then Billy's like, "Hey, do you want a drink?" And Julia's like, "Yeah, sure." And meanwhile, we get like a a POV camera of someone outside the house, but and just like looking through the windows, and then watching Billy get drinks, and then Billy, I guess, hears something, and walks to the window, and then they hide, and he goes upstairs, and then um, they start uh, drinking. I think it's just like say like Coke or Coca Cola, something, yeah. And uh, Julia asks, well, tells Billy that Carlson stopped by. And he tells him what he asked. He's like, well, what did you say? And he said uh, that it's none of his business. And he's like, good. And she's like, well, then why haven't we done it more often? And he's just like, he he says something, but then he starts like saying like, well, you're really beautiful. And, and he's like, sexy you're perfect. And, and all this yeah. other stuff. And then they start like actually going at it now. And then <laughs> what happens? Uh-oh. Fucking Aunt Cheryl <laughs> slams open the door and tells a slut to go home. He's pissed. Like what the like the words being used in this movie. I really want to see someone try to make a movie like this nowadays and see if it fucking passes. Yeah. You know, like using all the same words and everything. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is crazy. Uh 
So uh, Julie goes home. Then we get a scene of Billy. He's like butt naked. We see his ass. And he's going into the shower. And then <laughs> fucking Aunt Cheryl just walks in. He's like completely naked. And he's just like, come on, can you just leave me alone? It's like he, like she's done this multiple times before. I know, right? Or something. It's like, just, just leave me alone. I'm just trying to take a shower. And then she tries to like kiss him and while and like hug him while he's naked and it's just like this you know. movie just gets creepier and creepier as it goes on it's it's good it's good it's just creepy as fuck <laughs> yeah you know and i i love like like these scenes and how they're shot and how intense they are and how um uncomfortable they make you feel because that's exactly yep. what they're trying to go for they want you to feel uncomfortable you know yeah uh so then he does that then you see, um, she's down in the basement again, talking to the picture, the shrine. Mm-hmm. But then I think we finally know. I think it's at, is it at this point where we know um, what exactly she's talking to? Is that later on? That, um, I don't know if there was two times that we talked. She's just talking to just a shrine. I don't. I don't. Um, think I think it's later when Billy finds out that the yeah, that it kinda... must be because I don't have that written down here. Yeah, so I yeah, she's down there just like talking to the picture again, even more like, oh, I got her to leave and all this other stuff, like talking about Julie and like I, he's gonna stay for now on and all this other stuff, like I have him, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Then we cut back to the station where Cook, I like Cook. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like him a lot. The way that he goes after these things is way more logical than just my mind is set on this one thing and screw everything else. Yeah. Cook goes, finds information. He tries to bring it to Carlson. He tells Carlson about Billy's parents and that there were rumors about uh, the brakes being tampered with. And Carlson's just like, and? Like, whatever. It's like, well, if you knew who was there at the house at the time, and now that you know that the brakes were two and two together. tampered with, you can kind of know what we're dealing yeah. with. And then we get even creepier, dude. This movie, it's just like... It gets weirder and weirder. It just gets more intense <laughs> and more intense as it goes on. <sighs> on uh-huh. Cheryl. This motherfucker finds drugs, puts it in the milk, gives it to Billy, and like says, have a good time at the game tonight. I will be there. I'll be watching. So we're at the game. This is when the scout's supposed to be there. Okay? Billy's supposed to be put on his best performance. And all this other stuff. So it's going very well. Uh, Julie's also there. And Cheryl's just like still pissed off at her. And doesn't want anything to do with her. So yep. She's taking pictures. And Cheryl's like watching. Then we start to see Billy start slipping. And he's like shaking his head. And he's like, whoa, what the hell is going on? Like, something's hitting me. Like really really hard dizzy. Right now. yeah then uh he gets to the point where he's starting to like i think he like drops the ball or something so he has to do like the, the free shots and he's just yep. missing them all because his he's just blurred vision he can't everywhere. focus yeah and he just faints and what really pisses me off is that julie tries to go over there and like comfort him and cheryl's just like no nope. just pushes her out of the way pushes her out of the way and says like no nope, he's mine get away <laughs> Uh, then we cut to Billy waking up. 
This is 14 hours later, Cheryl says. He wakes up in the creepiest fucking room. It's supposedly the attic. She cleaned it out, put in, like, all of his old, like, baby toys and kid toys. Pictures and... and... Bunch of weird stuff. And then, um... It's I weird. something else that happened here. Uh-huh. Oh, she um takes out. She has like a a gold box. Oh, like, uh, the jewelry box. And, yeah. And, um, takes out. Uh, I guess it's a like a bracelet or a bracelet or something. And he's like, "This was your mother's. She had it on her when she passed away." And Billy's just like, "I just, I don't." I like, don't no, want that. get away from me. <laughs> uh, and then she brings him. I think she brings him more drugged milk, right? Or she's drugging yeah. milk or. Something she puts like a that. few more drops in, yeah. Yeah, and then while she's doing that, Billy is like sneaking out. Uh, I think he was going to the bathroom, but then he was like, "I'm gonna go into her room. I want to see what else is in that box." So he sneaks over there. We get some uh, pretty intense music. Also, there's not a lot of music in this movie, but when there is, it's, it's pretty loud good. and intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's there. He's like looking through everything. He finds the box. And he finds a, the, I think it's a picture of Chucky, and he's just like, the hell? And then um, some other stuff. Yeah, like a locket he, or something, he, and like. I don't think he takes it at this point, because she. No. She finds, she opens the door wicked slowly, carrying all the food, and then just slams it on the ground. <laughs> just like, oh my god, it's psycho, lady. man. Like, just <laughs> relax, you just can't, just say like, hey. And he's like, what, what, what? She's like, you're going through my personal stuff. Don't ever do that again. Like, okay, I understand that. Don't go through my personal stuff. But you have to slam down yeah, the tray right. so And make such a hard. mess. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, this bitch crazy. <laughs> super crazy. Um, uh, I'll let you take it from here because my notes are getting, like, really – Jumbled up. I don't know what I did here, but um, yeah, you're good. go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a note in here. It talk. just says Carlson is a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So uh, at this point, found out. Um, I think it's Carlson, and I want to say Cook talking. Yeah, he has um, like um a prisoner or somebody he like apprehended oh, in there too yeah no it's the um yeah the the mexican dude and he's like pointing his gun at him yeah it's like, um, what the fuck are you doing dude yeah, he's like treating him like shit he's yelling <laughs> at him in spanish um like what this guy do damn yeah, like, um, sit on the ground <laughs> like, yeah right doing? just treating him like complete shit and then uh cook walks in with some new information on mm-hmm. the case and um, that's when we find out that Chuck had randomly disappeared one day and just haven't, hasn't been found or seen since. And as you know, Chuck is supposedly uh, Billy's mom's ex-boyfriend, but there was, there had to have been some kind of history with that, yeah, you know, something. shrine and stuff. So like history with Cheryl, but yeah, so um and then he's just like yeah whatever i don't need your you know advice or you know um so like i don't care about any more information (laughs) my mind is fucking set yeah he's like i'm gonna prove that billy did this and but 
Then I believe this is when we cut to Cheryl in the bathroom. <laughs> she Zoom starts off. She's got a pair of sharp ass scissors in her hand, and you just see hair falling to the sink, and you're just like, okay, somebody's getting a haircut. Like, and she just starts chopping off her hair so unevenly, which makes her look even more just like she's got this like menacingly <sighs> like psycho look on her face too the whole time, and the yeah, hair just like tops unhinged. it off. Um, she's legit unhinged right now, dude. Yeah, this is so. real Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that haircut just like I don't know, it was like the cherry on top, and just makes her look so much fucking like more perfect for the role, like of this like psychopathic aunt. Yeah. And, like, I think she even, like, changes how she, like, her stance, too. She's, like, all, like, hunched mm-hmm. over. I know. So like, what are you doing? Like, she's all decrepit and shit. <laughs> it's, it's, like, my bones. <laughs> you know? So it's, like, oh, my God. Yeah. She's, like, fucking, um, what's his name from Lord of the Rings? My precious. Smeagol. <laughs> Gollum. Yeah, Gollum. <laughs> but, um, and then you cut to Billy who has a note that's folded up um, and he slides it. You can tell it's uh, Cheryl's door by that like creepy painting hanging outside the door. Almost, I don't, I'm not sure if it, it's supposed to be like Jesus or something. Cause she must be like crazy religious, but it's no, kind of a creepy really photo of any religion in this movie too. But which... I can only assume, yeah. you know, but based on like, you know, um, how the, everybody, how everybody thinks and yeah. you know, the time period, but uh, yeah. So um, he leaves a do- note at her door, and um, he's talking to Julia, and they decide they come up with a plan. He knows he thinks something's up, you know, something's wrong. He saw the Julia box with pictures of Chuck. He wants to check it out yeah. even more in depth. So I don't blame him. Yeah. Um. So he talks to, to Julia. Uh, I keep calling her Julia, but it's Julie. Um, That's okay. I was doing the same thing when I was watching. Movie. <laughs> most of my notes say Julia. <laughs> That's funny. Um. But. That's yeah, so they come up with a plan. Um, he wants so she goes into the house to distract Cheryl. Um, they he's hiding behind the wall. There's like two doors that are like ten feet apart that go into like the house. It's kind of yeah. weird, but um, so she goes into the kitchen and um, she's like, "Hello, hello, um, is Billy here?" Because uh, as far as Cheryl knows, Billy's at school or at practice or whatever. The usual yeah. So, um so she comes in cheryl's freaking out uh she's like get the fuck out of my house you slut you know yeah. i don't want to see you um meanwhile <laughs> billy sneaks in the back door he gets into her bedroom he's searching through her stuff again and cheryl breaks down in front of julia um starts crying and like oh, i don't want him to leave me and you know just like this whole thing um like about her past and um yeah. so and julie feels bad she starts comforting her oh, actually while breaking down too she's pounding fucking like pork or something or steak yeah, it's it's obliterated dude um like she's, like she's going hard, so hard on it <laughs> that that meat mallet just destroyed that shit you can look at it, it's just like Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> yeah, right. So and then she stops crying. Um, she asks Julie, she's like, Oh, can you go into the fridge and grab some chicken for me or something like that? And she's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna try and get on good terms with this lady because yeah. you know, she's around. Um, I love Billy, but anyways, um, and then Cheryl comes up behind her and tenderizes her head. 
Um, he knocks her out with a wooden. Yeah, that thing was wood too, which doesn't seem was, very like. It was big, dude. Like that, that doesn't seem very huge. sterile, though. You know. Yeah. But um, yeah. So she knocks her out. Um, and that's when she decides. Um, I believe then Billy, um comes from downstairs or something like that or the door and she's like where you been i thought you were or she i thought you were upstairs or you know he's like um off doing whatever yeah um and she also um i think she dumps the rest of the drugs into the milk too yeah she starts dropping a few more drops and she's like you know what fucking just dumps the whole bottle and i want to know what she you know what it is you know but some sort of really really strong sedative Mm -hmm. but yeah and that's when Margie and her husband, I believe, again, or is it just Margie? This is Margie. Okay, yeah, Margie comes in. She starts helping herself. Um, she's just like, oh, hey, all right, I'm going to make myself some coffee. And <laughs> Billy sneaks around. He's like, oh, hey, Margie. Cheryl sees her. She's like, um, nice haircut. What do you do? <laughs> oh, she's like, I like it. And like all hesitantly. <laughs> it suits you. It, which, I mean, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> um, For sure. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when um, Billy had had more milk at this point. Uh, poison milk. Yeah, she, and he's he's fucked, dude. He's not feeling well, and um, she's like, "Oh, you better you better get to bed or something like that," and passes out in front of them in the kitchen, both of them in the kitchen, and then he wakes up to both Margie and Cheryl standing over him. Yep. Um, he just looks so sick. Yeah. And, um. Um. Yeah, just... and I think um, this is when Margie, I think. Is like told like, or she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home now." And yo, also she's like, "I don't need you anymore." You, you you can go ahead and do that. And while she's going down the stairs, she also hears Cheryl talking to Billy, and Billy pulls out the paper that in a locket that he found in the um in the gold box. And then she's like, "Yep, yep, I'm I'm your mother. Yeah, I'm your mother." And and Margie is just like, <laughs> what? And then even Bella is just like, mom, <laughs> mom. It's just like, oh my god. It's just like, if you, She's like in... this movie doesn't really prepare you for this. No. First time I watched this, I was not expecting that at all, no. to be honest. So but... like finding out that Cheryl is actually Billy's mom, and Chuck is the dad, and supposedly. Chuck is the father. And then yeah. we we uh, now know that Chuck is in the basement because um, Cheryl was also talking to uh, him even more. I think before Julie um, showed up, but that's that's yeah. okay. So then Margie's trying to like do something and like hang around and find some more information. Uh, Cheryl goes downstairs and Margie's like hiding, and then the phone rings. And then Julie, uh, Julie's mom calls and says, like, hey, have you seen her? And we don't hear her mom talk, but we we know what, what's being said because yeah. Cheryl's talking about her. She's like, no, I haven't seen her. If I knew her, if I knew that she was here, I would have seen her. And then she's, like, super, like, snappy and quick. And she's like, mm-hmm. I guess um, Julie was supposed to go home and bring uh, her mom to the airport. 
And she's like, well, I don't know anything about that. Like, I guess Just if get I a cab. Her, <laughs> like, um, I'll, I'll let you guys, I'll call you and let you know or whatever. She starts getting pissed while she's talking too, though, which <laughs> she's it's got like, some manga problems. It's like it's her daughter. She's trying to figure out where she is. She's worried. Like, yeah. At least try to help her out or something. But um, Yeah, right. As she's walking away, Margie um shows up and then she's like, what are you still doing here? And she's like, oh, I was closing your windows because it looks like it's about to storm. She's like, okay, well, there's like an umbrella in the closet. Grab it and then leave. Go. <laughs> she's like, okay. Uh, then I think she grabs milk and then she we see her going, um, Cheryl's going back upstairs to uh, Billy. Yep. And um, then. Uh, you get Margie looking for the umbrella. Yeah, she's looking for the umbrella and then she. Uh, Finds the camera, which we know is Julie's, and then a jacket. So she goes to. Um, she doesn't go out yet, but she does go upstairs. What the hell does she go upstairs for? She's went upstairs um, and like hid in the bathroom, and was like well, waiting. Yeah, she she oh she like pretends to leave. Yeah, yeah. She opens up. The, that's right. She opens up the door. And then um, closes it and then runs upstairs or something like that hides in, like, the closet. Yeah. Um, but then also, uh, I think Cook was also telling – because he got also a phone call from um, Julie's mother at the station. And he's like, oh, okay, where – when was she supposed to be there and all this stuff? And he's like, okay. Well, um, he tells, like, one of the uh, the other officers, like, hey, tell these people – where I'm going to be, and make sure you tell Carlson as well, I'm going to go check this out. So he goes, and now he's on his way to um, the yeah. house to see what the hell was going on. Then yeah. we see Julie downstairs in the shrine wake up. Um, I think that's before Margie is seen by Cheryl, right? Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, she like... it's like the other way around. The whole, I have it all written here. But this ending, it goes by so fast, mm-hmm. it's crazy. But I guess um, I'll talk about Margie first, because okay. I think that is what happens first. So she leaves, and then um, Cheryl, I guess, is like knows that she knows what the hell was going on, because she was like in the house. Um, then Margie is leaving, but then hears like some sort of noise. Uh, I, don't, I think she's like making like a, a, a cat noise or something. And oh yeah! Like, what the hell is that? He's like purring and shit. And then we just see fucking Cheryl come out with a machete. Where'd she get the machete? I don't Who the know. Fuck knows. <laughs> but she's just like even more crazy, and it just like slits open her stomach, Ugh. and then then she she's dead. And then um, Julie also uh wakes up, and then she's also trying to escape. Climbs out the window. Yeah, and then she goes into I guess it's like another shed. And yeah. she's going in there, and then fucking Psycho Cheryl is just in there with a machete, knowing that she's going to walk in there for some reason. And then, who comes walking through the door? Uh, All innocent cook. cook is trying to check up. I don't know how he knows everybody's in there. Maybe he saw Julie walk in there. Like, He's like right around in, the corner yeah. or something. But this guy is also kind of creepy. He just like hides in bushes and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he goes in there. He's about to turn on the light. And then goes there, turns on the light, arm gets chopped off by the machete, and then his neck is slit. And then Julius is like, fuck. Can we talk about the uh, practical effects, though, for when he yeah, got his hand go cut ahead. off? <laughs> it's 
and you, uh, it's just so like I'm not even gonna say cheesy because that's 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 what they had to work with back then. Yeah, but it just it's you it's can it's tell it like <laughs> it was like a plastic hand just falling out of a sleeve. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's so good though. I love like the cheesy mm-hmm. 80s, like um, oh same effects and everything. It's like it's, it's so funny and it's so uh, charming. <laughs> you know, it's really gory sometimes. Yeah. Um. So uh, he dies, and then Julie throws like a rope. At Cheryl, she drops the machete, grabs it, then Julie runs out screaming, and Billy wakes up and hears the screaming, and he's just like, what the hell is going on? Meanwhile, he's still, like, heavily sedated. Yeah, so he can barely make it down the stairs. He's, like, trying to. He's, like, falling down the stairs. Uh, we get a little bit of a chase scene with um Cheryl and Julie. Julie. Then they get to, I guess it's a pond? Yeah, or a puddle, or, or pond, some or something. giant mud puddle, and just like out of nowhere, and it, it just started raining, and it's already filled up. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it was already water there or whatever, but that's besides the point. So then they start doing like wrestling, and looks like Julie's about to win. He, she's like, she's kind of overpowering Cher, um, Cheryl, but then yep. Cheryl just gets crazier and like it just drags OP. her, <laughs> drags her ass over to like the side um, where you would like get down in there, grabs a rock and just bashes her head a couple of times. And it cuts back to Billy tumbling down the stairs. And then um, he makes his way to the phone, tries to dial it. And this, this creeps me the fuck out, dude. I have this quote here and this really creeped me out. And he's like, he was able to say, where's Julie and everything. And then Cheryl, like stops the phone and stuff, and then yep. says, "I'm your girlfriend now." Yeah. Oh, I got chills when I heard that shit. And it's just like, what the fuck, dude? This this movie it doesn't stop. This just... is the last twenty minutes, and it's still adding on to the creep factor. Like, if I had <laughs> to like rank this on a one to ten creep factor, this is a hundred. It's a yeah. hundred. It's so creepy. So, and um, it's not even like in like a scary way though, more like a just like it's like a fucked up way. Bleh, yeah, like, just like gross, kind of like. Oh my god! Just imagine like a family member or something like that, like saying that to you, like I'm your girlfriend now, with a crazy I know, right? look while and... strangling you with a fucking phone cord. Yeah, and like a crazy <laughs> haircut and like mm-hmm. your eyes like bugging out of your head. Um, oh, but he manages man. to. Uh, I think he grabs. It's like a, a sewing needle or something like that, right? So a then, steak knife, I think, is actually. It a steak knife? Yeah. It's like a little knife. Just like stabs it in, in her chest. And he, every time she gets stabbed, it's so over exaggerated. She's like, and then he, he manages to finally call and he calls his coach. Well, like early in the movie, he's like, if you ever need anything, just just call me and I'll be there and I'll help you. So he's like, I just killed my mom. And he's like, talking about it. like, I my mom, she's dead. I, I killed just her. killed her. And it's just like, even him saying that, it's fucking creepy. Yeah. But then what happens? This motherfucker yeah. comes back and then starts <laughs> like slicing him up. And then he <laughs> gets like a fire. And she like pulls poker. it out of her chest. Yeah. yeah he gets a fire poker. And she lunges at him and just goes straight into the poker. Just fucking impales her. And, like, even more, like, over-exaggerated, like, I'm dead, like, faces. 
<laughs> oh, God. And then get another nail in the coffin, and who the hell shows up? Fucking Carlson. Fucking Carlson. And this is ha- this has to be about maybe like 15 minutes later. Um, just because of what happens. So he he shows up, there's already a bunch of cops there, they find Marge's dead body, and he's like, well, where's Cook? And like, Cook's dead too. He's like, alright, I'm going in. He he draws his gun, he, go, he walks in there, and who does he find? Um, Billy and Billy? Landers together, next to Cheryl's a dead body. Dead Cheryl. And he's just like, okay, away away he's like dude i i didn't do do any of this like like billy was like self-defense and all this other stuff and he just slaps like landers out of the way but then um billy no i think as he slaps him he drops his gun yeah and then billy grabs the gun and then carlson's like dude don't do it man you won't shoot anyone you're not gonna shoot anybody while Billy's just looking at him like so intense. And he just keeps accusing him of shit too. And he's just talking shit the whole time it's to like, him. He's like, you won't shoot me. He's like, you don't do it. You know. It's like, who's the one with the gun right now? Yeah, right. And then Billy's just like, he, he's just had enough and just blows his ass away. That gun is super <laughs> powerful too. Like, Yeah, that's like a 44 Magnum right there. Yeah, it, it legit is, I think, a Magnum. It, it's a big gun and he shoots him like two or three times. And I love, I love what happens next too, because um, Julie walks in with the, well, I think before that, even Julia says like, hey, um, Cheryl did it. This is before yep. like um, Billy blows him away and, and Carlson still doesn't give a shit. This no. is like, um, Chuck's dead body's downstairs and everything like that. The other cops even like, oh, maybe I should go downstairs and look. He's like, no, because no. <laughs> he doesn't want them to find the evidence, you know? Yeah, He, he, wants, he wants to try and. He wants, he wants Billy to go down. Yeah, he wants these people to go uh, to jail because they're they're gay. Well, quote unquote, one of them's gay. So uh, yeah, he gets blown away. Then the officer comes back in with um Julie, and he's just like, "Shit! All right, drop the gun." And then Julie's like, "Oh, I need, I want to go over there." But the way the officer handles this, you know, he is so goddamn happy that Carlson is dead. Yeah, right. He's just like, "Yeah, you can go see him." Because normally cops would just be like, nope, nope, this is now a crime scene. You can't go over there. Leave him be. But yeah. he's just like, no. You can tell he believes them, you know, that she was batshit crazy. He doesn't yeah. like Carlson. So he's just like, you know, these kids have been through a lot probably, you know. Yeah. But And um, Landers is okay. He just has like a scratch on his head. Uh, but that's about it. Um, And then we end the movie with. Um, like Julie comforting Billy. Yeah, he's like they're crying both crying. And uh, that is Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, aka um, Night Warning. Well, yeah. I don't. I was trying to figure out why it was called Night Warning. Did you get any information on that? I, I did do it. some research, but a lot of people are just talking about how the names don't make any sense towards the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Imagine she but, was like a butcher and then baked people. Yeah, right. But if you think about it, though, too, butcher can mean like as yeah, she's killing people. Baker, she's like you know she's an odd. She takes care of him. You know, like she bakes mm-hmm. some cookies. Yeah, I guess. And then nightmare maker, meaning you know like a serial killer or a fucking psycho. You Just know, like but, ruining his life. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you know what i like too about the end that um not a lot of movies will do um like from what i i've noticed at least but like they'll give you like a little like blurb like a note about like what went down afterwards like you know yeah, billy going on trial but yeah, I said that he went stood trial for killing Carlson, but you know the jury acquitted him, and they both ended up going to the University of Denver together. And yeah, but... yeah it was a happy ending. Yeah, very fucked up movie, <laughs> but um, very. But you end up ending. with a relatively yeah pretty happy ending. I mean, the asshole's dead and the psycho's dead. So mm, I mean, Billy some really good people life. died, but. It's yeah, a, but it wouldn't be a horror movie without that, though. <laughs> yeah, this is technically a slasher. There is a body count. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I'd really call it a slasher. I think this is more of just a... Like a psychological, like, Yeah, thriller. psychological horror creep movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if I had to rate this on 1 to 10 blood splatters, what would I rate this? The acting is very good for it being... Yeah. Sort of a low budget. Um, the writing is not too bad. I think it had some really good, strong points on it. The the twist, well, actually multiple twists, because there actually were. Yeah, were, um, a few of them. Were very good. There wasn't a lot of practical effects, but when there was, it was cheesy, but it was also good. Yeah, I like the simplicity. Um, I, and it's also not that long of a movie, and I like to put that into account. I don't like things being mm-hmm. too long because it makes it a little hard. You want to, to drag out too much, yeah. So this is kind of really straight to the point. I would honestly, it does have its flaws, like every movie. Yeah, I would probably get this like an eight point five. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. On um, like I said, I like the simplicity of it. It wasn't anything too too flashy, but it gets the point across. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I like how it kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat and you know, it kind of fucks with your head a little bit and the whole time you're almost like disgusted, but like yeah. at the same time you're fascinated, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps you interested. I did like um, like you said, um, that wasn't too long either, because you don't want things to be dragged out for too much. Yeah. Um but uh, it did have its flaws, like you said, um, but nothing too, like, crazy. I thought it had a cool story. Um, yeah, I the score, really the little of, bit of a score that it had was good. I can't think of any other movies that are kind of like this. Like, there are psychological thrillers that would have something like this, but just the way this mm-hmm. is constructed and, and written. It sets us up apart it's, that way, though. It's definitely and, not like a movie I've ever seen before. And it definitely yeah. has a different feeling than like a lot of other movies. Like from that time period, yeah. Yeah. It's like the beginning of like what was to come, but this is still like I think way above and beyond like what some of the other movies have, just because yeah. of the topics that are in this in this movie. Yeah, no, it's very it gets some touchy subjects in it, but I think, you know, it's it you know, movies and entertainment is a good way to bring light to stuff, you know, that like social issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So like, I think they did a good job at like, um, you know, like I said, bringing that stuff to light without like really um, like not shit talking, you know, yeah, like or being like characters. negative. Yeah. But so uh, yeah. with all that into consideration, I'd probably give it an 8.5 as well. Yeah. And like I said, like this does, it brings justice to like the gay community and everything, especially like nowadays. I think you got everybody should watch this movie. 
like yeah the, the words that are say it, said in it cannot but, be said or fly today but just the way but that's that, what it was like back then you know it's yeah exactly part of our history it's, yeah you know. but like with i like the actual person who was said to be gay and is proven to be gay in the movie in the movie um comes out above and beyond the the bully and the person who's going after him and also um the person who's being slandered who is not gay also comes out victorious and lives a better life so it just it proves and you know really makes light like evil does not win you know no matter how drugged sedated um how hurt or you can overcome bruised. obstacles. Yeah, or broken, you are going to come out victorious and don't let anybody bring you down. Like as long as you, you have the right mindset and Yeah. And like if you have a story, stick to it. And that's what they did yeah. throughout this whole movie. They stuck to that one story. I mean Carlson did too, but he was but, never like being enlightened and like learning. Yeah, very close minded. Yeah. Be be very, you know, open and ready for what's going to come yeah but uh yeah this movie was great I'm, i will definitely watch it again just because yeah, i'm gonna have to revisit it i love i love just watching cheryl be fucking crazy it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i can't express enough how perfect she was for this role honestly yeah. like she would did so well right i mean they all did very well even like billy mm-hmm. did, did really well too and we see a lot of him yeah she's um very very good <sighs> One thing we didn't do at the beginning of this episode, Aaron, was talk about our socials. Oh, yeah. So, uh-huh. um, if you want to plug where people can find you, we can do that right now. All right. Uh, well, you guys can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm going to put the name in the uh, or the tag in the chat. You can follow me there. Um, I've been trying to post more as much as I can on there. Um, if you like animal pictures, those are on there. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'll try to post updates as often as I can about, you know, when we're going live or when, you know, we post new episodes for our Patreon. Yes. But yeah, I'm mostly active on there, though, so if all. <laughs> and um, where you can pretty much find all of the podcast um, content, I try to run everything else as much as I can. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, which is just the BHO podcast at, um, on Twitter. Also here on Twitch, where you guys are watching this right now which is the Baron's Hideout podcast, well, underscore podcast on Twitter. We are also on TikTok, which is just uh, where I um, post like promos all, and yeah, all of our promos and just like short little videos. That's all with the, uh, the, the podcast. So that is also the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast on TikTok. Also on Instagram, which is also the Baron's Hideout <laughs> underscore podcast. Um, but you can find it all consolidated on Linktree in the yes. uh, Instagram page. Um, yes. Anything you need will be in there for you. Yeah, we're also on YouTube. So all of these, for anybody who doesn't like to watch videos on on Twitch after the fact, they do get uploaded uh, the following day, which is Sunday, because we record this um, on Saturday. We usually do it at night, but today is a little bit different, like I said, due to uh, personal reasons. So... Um, yeah, all of videos will be on YouTube. The, all the other ones from all the other episodes are on YouTube as well. And we also have a Patreon. 
So if you guys want to support us, the best way to do that is to um, pledge on our Patreon. We start at $1, go to $3, and then $6. Um, uh, tier 2 and 3 will include a exclusive sticker of the podcast if you guys are uh, subscribed or I guess they say pledged, but you're pretty much subscribing to us for three months. Yeah. That will be um, sent to you uh, pretty much for free, even though you guys are supporting us there anyway. So um, all of the audio versions get uploaded there uh, the night before everything else. As well so, as special um, topic, ep- topic specific episodes every Wednesday. Yes, but our topic episodes on Wednesday, and those are the audio files and the exclusive episodes are exclusive to every tier. So all you got, if you guys want any of the stuff, just all you got to do is pledge one dollar. Um, I don't like I say all the time. I don't really like asking money from people, but if you do like the content that we put out and you guys want to support us even more, that's the best way to do it. Um, there's also ways to do that too through um, on Spotify and stuff like that. There's a way for you guys to also support us there, but we don't really promote that that much just because we don't really have a handle on the pricing and stuff on that. So Patreon is definitely the best way to uh, support us. But I think that's about it. I'm not missing anything, right? I always feel like I, I, I do. So. At this point, we can probably just open up the chat if anyone has any questions, comments, or concerns. Yes. That maybe we got a we got a couple of minutes. So if anybody has any questions or any recommendations on what you guys would like to um, hear us talk about, which I am going to talk about what we're going to be doing for our next month, because we are officially out of movies from the list that we um, put out, I believe. So um, after we see if anybody has any questions or any comments or anything, I will uh, say what we'll be doing for the next month. Seem like anybody does. So I will go ahead and say that we are going to be, I was throwing around this idea with um, Aaron. If we were doing um, like subgenre based um, movies for each month. And I think it would be really cool if we started out doing foreign films. Because we haven't done a lot of foreign films here. We've just been doing mainly um, American slash like English spoken films. So we did start off with a foreign film. The Edge of the Axe. That was... um. That was... A, is that Italian? I think it was either Italian or I want to say like Spanish. Yeah, but it was still in, in English. But these oh, ones yeah. will be... um. It will be dubbed, or I guess we can even like include like, I like maybe, subtitles though. Maybe we can include like a um, Dario um, Argento one. Maybe we'll do Suspiria. We can include that in a foreign one. That'll be our one English spoken um, foreign film. I think that would be good because that's another one of my favorite movies. I actually Suspiria is very. I good. I don't I don't have the uh, actual DVD, but I do have the uh, the 4K. Um, uh, sleeve right here. The DVDs somewhere over there. But Aaron and I both saw this together. Oof, a couple years ago. A couple years ago at Salem Horror Fest, they were streaming it. That was our first time seeing it, so we saw it in the theater, and it was great. Um, I love that movie. So I think um maybe we'll start doing that. That'll be our movie for next week. How you? What do you think about that? I'm down. All right, that's uh, another movie that has a lot of stuff going on in it. 
and uh, may not make a lot of sense. So we are going to try our best to make it make sense for all of you guys. Because <laughs> even professionals who review that movie and a lot of other Dario Argento films don't know what the fuck he's doing. And Dario himself also has claimed that he doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> in some of his films. So um, that will be very fun. Um, oh, yeah. But I think that's about it for this week's topic uh, for Wednesday. I don't think we have anything set yet. Uh, Not quite yet. It's in the so works. We will be posting it on all of our socials. So make sure that you guys are um, following us, at least on Twitter. That's where I am most active, and you'll, you guys will know all the updates for every stream, whether it's a podcast stream or if it's just me doing a, a random horror game stream, which will probably be tonight. I'll probably be coming back for uh, Resident Evil 8 a little bit more. Um, but I think that is about it. You feel uh feel good, Aaron? You think we can close it out, or do you have anything else you I'm want to say? I'm feeling pretty good, I think. All right. I think we about covered it all. All right. Well, um, this was the Baron's Hideout podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm Aaron. And we will see you guys later. Uh, stay spooky. And it's don't do better. anything stupid. Or do. <laughs> and uh, up to you, everybody. <laughs> take care. Thank you for anybody who um, was watching this live stream, and um, we will see you guys later. Make sure, even though you watch this live stream, make sure you go listen to the audio version as well. We are five away views. from hitting 50 total plays, guys. That's our, that's our next milestone. We need five more plays on any episode, so uh, make sure you guys are going to check that out. And uh, thank you guys so much for being here, and we will see you guys later. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.